0: ready i said are you guys ready at the count of four everybody jump up and down and scream like crazy one a two a one, two, three, four. good morning john good morning ray and good morning to those who are listening we appreciate you listening to another episode of saturday morning sales meeting with John and Ray. You almost said that, didn't you? I did. I, I don't know. What's that? But you saved days? yourself,
1: man. Hey, that's training. That's education. That that's getting is. better. That's striving to be the best Ray that you can be. And that's my goal. <laughs> I love having a supportive network of friends and family. Right. And then
0: there's you. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> then there's you. Then there's you. We're talking specifically about, we're going to get somewhat granular here. <clears throat> and and talk about the illustrious leaving a voicemail. Da-da-da-da! I have great news! There you go. So, uh, so let's talk about leaving a voicemail. John, what are your thoughts? I've heard you say that it might be better to not leave a voicemail.
1: Well, think of all of the extra calls you could make if you're not wasting your time, so to speak, leaving a voicemail.
0: And my issue with that is having worked in management at a dealership and talking to the owner about his dislike of people calling back saying, well, who is this? Well, who called me from there? Well, they didn't leave me a voicemail. And that did not sit well with him, right? The customers were off put by getting a call and not having the courtesy of a voicemail so that they could determine, one, who called them, and two, if it was somebody they wanted to call back.
1: Yeah. I'll be frank here, and I may back this up at a later date, but my initial gut instinct is maybe I don't mind. Maybe we can transfer all of those calls to the BDC, you know, and then we can pull up their name and say, oh, this is why we were calling you or... right. But we're, I would say nine times out of ten, it's going to be the BDC doing that, right?
0: Um, it Could be service department. Yeah. We have we had a few of those. I mean,
1: literally, if the service department is calling, their car is probably in service.
0: Probably. <laughs> um, or, you know, we'd pull up their name and let's say it was, we called the phone number and it was, you know, we were calling for the wife and the husband answers. So we put his name in or, okay. you know, we've got... uh cluster of jim smiths in the crm okay. so now well, the phone number should be able to pull up the accurate one did the agent leave notes as to why they were calling um and and his general contention was we are now dealing with a customer who is generally displeased yeah
1: less than enthusiastic right about the phone call okay right. well i'm not 100 percent sold either way okay. um yeah, I'll, I'm gonna let that marinate and let my mind be made up uh, over time. Okay. But yeah, so if we want to, if we are going to leave a message, let, let's assume that that's our position—that we are going to leave messages. What is the objective of a message? For from my understanding, it's to inform the customer.
0: <laughs> exactly. Give them all the information right. so they don't really need to call back. Let's let's actually take it back before leaving the voicemail. So if we're doing outbound calls. Mm-hmm. And I know myself personally, when I get a call from a number that I don't know, I typically send it to voicemail. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's the majority of people out there. I think it is. I think um, it's very common. Especially if I know it's a sales call, I'm even more likely to send it to a voicemail.
1: If, we're if, go- if it pops up, Higgins Ford. Right. If I see like, ah, it's, I yeah, it's, it's the
0: dealership calling me, oh, I don't have time for this right now. But I'll, in all cases, if a voicemail is left, I'll listen to it.
1: Okay. Now, and even most phones nowadays, I, I, I'm on Verizon with an Apple. I don't know if it's the Apple phone or the Verizon service, but I can get the text version of the message.
0: Right. Right. So we know that there, if we're not encouraging those people to call back, and we know that, uh, high percentage of the outbound calls that we make are going to go to voicemail, then that does not bear well on our potential for a good contact ratio, because we're going to have to make you know ten times as many calls in order to actually get those people who will who will answer the phone. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so I am in the belief that we need to be leaving voicemails.
1: Well, okay, and uh, we need
0: to leave motivational, non informational, voicemails.
1: I agree. Our uh, motivational—that's a key point. There is our, our goal of the voicemail is to get a customer to call us back and be in a curious or enthusiastic or excited state of mind when they do.
0: Yeah, at uh, least curious.
1: Right, <laughs> at least curious. So, one of the—I uh, don't. Let me sidetrack for just a minute here. Our, Maybe we should talk about this later, but are you a fan? I've heard of the uh, like double dial, uh, double tap, where they they call, they let it ring twice, they hang up, and then you call right back.
0: Uh to me, it's reminiscent of nine one one. If I'm going to call you two times in a row, mm-hmm. I'm there's something urgent. Oh, okay. On my end, so
1: you think it's a little disingenuous?
0: I, I yeah, I think it it. It produces a, a urgency. Maybe it's I I I don't know that I would say it's a bad thing or a good thing. I've never employed it. I've never trained people to do that. I am familiar with the technique, uh, but I guess it's never. I've never been persuaded to do that. Well, how do you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I, I don't particularly like it. I, I think it's. Um, I think it's rude. And and I think, like you alluded to earlier, I think it kind of sets up the conversation where the customer is more likely to be annoyed than excited to hear from you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they're really not in a position to take the call to begin with. And now you've called back to back. I don't know that you're not going to just keep calling me over and over and over again until I <laughs> answer the phone. <laughs> you're so, gonna, what do you want? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I would probably lean toward the not a great idea, but I'd love to see the data as to how it impacts if, contact ratio. If
1: it's effective. Okay. Well, so back to messaging um, motivational messages. So, our. Our script here or our technique should uh, we want to instigate a response from the customer that, you know, if it is a truly a bad time and they can't answer their phone, that when they are available, they're curious as to why you were calling and what your message was, you know, what your the content of the phone call you wanted to share would be.
0: Yeah. Well, and of course if they are unable to take the call if truly in a position it's not just that they've pushed it to voicemail because they don't know the number mm-hmm. uh, but it is that you know they're in a meeting at their kid's ball game sitting down to a meal am, am, are we tracking here? Or am I speaking to the same thing you were? or no? you <laughs> kind of look befuddled like I went in a completely different direction and that wasn't what you meant at all no I, I
1: guess yeah we, I, I'm getting i'm I'm focusing in on the motivational part here um, so you you were talking about reasons they may not take the call, okay those are valid
0: and legitimate, but uh yeah, how do we well, you said we're trying to get them to call back at a time that's convenient for them right and I was kind of alluding to the fact that it may I truly think... not be convenient <laughs> That I think they're whether we're whether our goal is to drive them to call them back, call us back at a convenient time or not. That's when they're going to call.
1: <laughs> what well, if they so, call
0: back, right? That's my but point. yeah, so it, it doesn't so that that component is a given. So all we need to do is be motivational, right? <laughs> yeah, we didn't got to leave the. We need to be motivational and get them to call back at a convenient time. Well, they're only going to call back at a convenient time. So let's just be motivational and assume when they call back, it's convenient. (laughs) Maybe you're worried that you're so motivational that they're going to call me back at an inconvenient time. Is that your fear? I think...
1: I think as well. I think as as well, like you, that it is a given that they are going to call back. Okay. So we we agree. Did I put too much emphasis on it being a convenient time for them to call back? It was almost
0: as if getting them to call back at a convenient time was a goal of the message. (laughs) That is the goal of the message. (laughs) But we can leave off the at a convenient time. The goal of the message is a call back. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell I, uh, Call me back, but only at a convenient time. Don't call me, please, at an inconvenient time. Oh, man, that but felt that's like doing sit-ups. I, I, My stomach hurts. I would I would only like to hear from you in case of <laughs> look, convenience.
1: Look, hey, but uh, Mr. Customer, I want you to call me back, but not right away. Yeah. Look, yeah, we're trying to trigger a callback, right? <laughs> so how, how might you go about that?
0: I would typically say, Mr. Customer, I have some great news. Give me a call back at your earliest possible convenience. And then give my phone number. Okay,
1: yeah, I agree with you completely. Give us a call. We have great news. Right, there's something that I need to share with you that you will find valuable.
0: And and I guess let's qualify that. That might be a customer who we've been engaged with in some capacity previously. Right, internet lead. There, you know, somebody who left without buying. Um, maybe we showed him some numbers in the service lane. Uh, somebody who we've already had some initial contact with from a car buying perspective
1: yeah and so let's touch on this for a minute do I I've got let's say I've got an internet leave I talked to them on day one you know we discussed some information I couldn't set an appointment but now it's day two yeah. I'm gonna call back and I leave this great news message hey mr. customer I, you know just want to let you know I've got some great news please give me a call back as soon as you get this message Then day they don't call back. Day three pops up, and we're gonna leave a message. We we can't leave another. Hey, I've got great news again, you know. Day four, hey, I've got great news again. So, my point being that.
0: Well, and I would say, hey, Mr. Customer, I'm just trying to get in touch with you, share some great news I have for you. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'll try you again later this afternoon, or you can call me back at. Right? I, I might up the urgency with, I'm just trying to get in touch with you because of this great news, and even set them up for, I'll give you a call back later this afternoon.
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a great little side note we need to plug here is, if I don't hear from you, I'll give you a call later today. Right. Uh, you know, it kind of, I mean, it's a little bit rude in my book, but it kind of says, call me back or I'm going to call you again. Yeah
0: and might get them to answer the phone if I call back in the afternoon. Now, I think two contingencies are, if I say that, I gotta make that second phone call, right? Because I've now set an expectation That's why I wouldn't do it on the first one, because I want them to call me back. If they don't call me back on the first one, I'm calling them a second time Mm -hmm. in the same train. Mm -hmm. Then now I want to raise the urgency by saying, hey, I'm going to be calling you again this afternoon. Mm -hmm. So when I call this afternoon, they think, God, if I don't answer this phone, this guy's not going to stop calling me, which is my goal, right? I mean, if you're not interested, great. I mean, that's the one thing I've said continuously is... It's good news for me to hear from somebody to tell me they're not interested because I've got plenty of other calls to make and I don't want to continue wasting my time calling somebody who already bought somewhere else, you know, please let me know so I can take you off my yeah, my move, list of to-dos. Move on to the next and go on to somebody who has not informed me of that yet so that I can still try to get them move down this road to the sale well I think it's
1: important to note because I've had this question in dealerships from salespeople and from BDC employees even in the service lane is okay I've talked to him on day one you know we couldn't set an appointment whatever he wanted to think about it I talked to him on day three you know he still was not sure he was gonna look at some other things well now I've had two conversations with the man and I mean this is kind of a separate topic of what do I say You know, there is no script for the fourth contact or the seventh contact, right? There are scripts for the first. But by that same token, along that same train of thought, uh, there needs to be a a different message, a progression of messages. You know, we may leave uh, on day five. It might be, uh, hey, Mr. Jones, listen, your vehicle came up in conversation with the sales managers in a meeting this morning. Uh, Do you still own that vehicle? Yeah. My point being, if we're going to follow up with a customer for 90 days and make, say, 40 calls in that 90 days, we've got to have 40 unique and killer and motivational
0: messages. Yeah. And I think another practical thing you can do is if we've really set up our Internet responses effectively, then we probably have 30 days of Internet responses, Right. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, would be a great place to go to see what are we saying in our day 15 Internet response that's different? Because we don't we're not going to continue to send the same email for right. 15 days. So what are we now saying in day 15 or day 30 when we're sending the, the Internet I response kind of reference that, that I can mirror or at least uh, conform into the message that I leave?
1: I think that's a very valuable point, is my mindset here being, uh, if I am a salesperson or a BDC rep listening to this podcast, and this is a daily challenge for me, right? If I go into work today and I'm a BDC rep, I have customers that have been on my client list for 90 days, and some that have been there for 60 days, some that are brand new and fresh, Uh, and so I'm thinking, what uh, guidance can we give that BDC rep on how to leave a message. And I think you make a great point of look at the last email you sent them yeah. and reference something in there as to why you're calling. Hey, hey, I'm not sure if you got my email yesterday about the the $500 over trade value. You know, I just wanted to see if you were still in the market, you know, maybe that's something that could help get you a lower payment.
0: Yeah. And I even get to the point of saying, if you're no longer in the market, will you just let me know? I would greatly appreciate that. And if you're talking to people who, again, we have never actually engaged with them, they're truly a a fresh outbound campaign call, Mm -hmm. again, I'm calling the right person. If this is Mr. Jones, please give us a call back. If not, please let us know so that we can take off our call list.
1: That's another good one, yeah.
0: Yeah. Am I calling the right person? Yeah.
1: And I think we would have different first messages Whether we're doing a campaign call for equity mining or a campaign call for for lease conquest or something like that versus a first message for an internet lead or a first message for like day one after a fresh phone up.
0: Yeah. I believe, like all of our messaging, the key is our response when they call back. We assume they're going to call back. Be ready, right? I don't want to say great news and they call back and I don't have some kind of great news for them. I mean, even if the great news is, hey, that one that you were interested in, it's still here. Well, you might go, I wouldn't necessarily call that great, but I can see how you would call it great. Yeah. Hey, we've had inquiries on vehicles just like what you're driving. Great news is right now we're going to give you a top dollar for it because of the need that we have in our pre-owned department because we've got people who are seeking out vehicles just like yours. That's great news, right? It's the preparation to respond to the message I left, just like being prepared when they call back, when I've said some of your personal and confidential information has come across my desk. I want to address it as if I really felt like this was your personal and confidential information. And I don't think if you tell somebody, hey, as you know, with just your name and your email address and your phone number people can wreak havoc on your credit we just want to confirm because it's very important to the dealership that this was actually you is was this you who submitted this or if not i would certainly want to let you know somebody is submitting information that has your name and phone number on it yeah so i think to recap it's uh
1: messages the purpose of leaving a message is to get a call back uh and if you are going to leave a trigger in that message then have a response to that trigger when they call back whether that's great news actually having great news whether that's leaving this you know personal information message and right. then actually being concerned about their personal information or uh you know some of the other ones we've discussed is information about your current vehicle well you know have a response to that or uh, Do you still own that vehicle? Do I have the right person? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff.
0: The first step of any outbound call should be prepare for the call. So you review not only what script you're gonna use or what word tracks you're gonna use if you do make contact with the customer, you also review what message you're gonna leave if you don't make contact with with the customer. But then take half a minute and read through the notes. What has been the engagement with the customer? What's the last time anybody's talked to him? Who was that person? What was said? What transpired in previous engagements? What emails have been sent?
1: And part of the, the having a trained professional, you know, a specialist on the phones is having that same preparedness level for an inbound call. Correct. Because you might leave a message for a guy at 8.30 in the morning and he calls you back at 4.45 and you've forgotten why you called it, but you need to be able to fake it for 30 seconds oh, while yeah. you pull up his information, right? right?
0: That preparedness uh, can't be over uh, said.
1: So thank you for listening to
0: another episode
1: of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting.
0: That brings us to the end of another episode. We appreciate you listening. We hope this was informative and helpful for you, and we would invite you to listen again. Absolutely.